Welcome to Eden Speaks. Our prayer for this podcast is that this can be a place of openness, grace, honesty, and connection with our sisters in Christ and any brothers out there who are tuning in. While this podcast is in connection to our women's ministry at Living Word in Oak Harbor, Washington, we welcome everyone that is looking for real Christ-centered conversations. Some of these conversations may be hard and emotional, stirring up parts of us that we would prefer to keep hidden and protected. Ephesians 5.13 says, But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. Let us be that light to one another. Let's take a step outside of our comfort zone. Let's trust Jesus to show us how to give grace and hope to others, and also put us in a posture to receive it as we engage in a journey of growth. Let's speak the truth of God's word. Let's always speak love. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Eden Speaks, a place of hope, encouragement, and grace. I'm Amy. And I'm Shannon. And today we have with us Aloysia joining on the podcast. Girl, hey, yo, hey, yo. Thanks for being here with us. I'm so excited. Yeah. It is early in the morning. Yeah. So you're welcome, y'all, listeners out there. (laughs) Especially early for you guys. Not so bad for me, but for you guys, it is. It yes. is early, first yeah. thing. Yep. Yeah. Homes at 5.30 a.m. to get to Living Word so we could sit here and record with Amy by 6. It's now 6.21 in the mm-hmm. morning on Monday morning. Thanksgiving so, week, you know. y'all. Ooh, mm-hmm. Thanksgiving week. Yeah, we're like all of our scheduling, all of our like, does this work for you? Does that work for you? How can we make this happen? Because we really want to unpack Kathy's message from Friday. And we mm-hmm. felt like it has to happen this week because it's going to air on Friday. Yep. And so, yeah, we, this is what worked. So mm-hmm. here we are. We're doing it. We're coffeeed up ish. Mm-hmm. Some coffee going. I yeah. feel like I'm more coffee than you guys are because I've been awake for like two and a half hours. Sure. Yeah. A little bit more time, but yeah, mm-hmm. you guys, we're excited to kind of unpack um, the message, like I said, from Kathy from Friday, we just had our uh, most recent Eden gathering on the 19th of November. Kathy Meyer came, who she comes. This is her fourth year of coming. I think yeah. I might even have been her fifth. I was trying to like figure that out. Yeah. Like, I'm like, actually, it might be her fifth. Um, she comes all the time in November. Originally, it started because we were like, it's going to be family time. We're all going to be around families and we need to learn some boundaries. So I had her come and speak on boundaries and give us a little, some tools to put in our tool belt to get through Thanksgiving and Christmas holidays with family. And then it just stuck mm-hmm. and she, we just kept inviting her back. And it's just such an awesome time because yeah. she just knows what she's talking about. She is a licensed um, social worker or she's a social worker. You know, you can either do counseling through either help us out Amy you know this you can either do counseling through the psych track or you can do counseling through the social work track mm-hmm. she's a counselor through the social work track yeah yeah yes so social work a- is a, a wide very yeah, wide wow. um you have a social work degree you can do a million different things whereas like for me it's more like I'm doing therapy and like there's not as many options but for social work they can do all sorts of stuff so yeah cool deal she went that track and she but she's a counselor that's what mm-hmm. she decided to do yep. uh, she has she's a wealth of knowledge um and is always really really helpful and so we were just excited to have her come and she you know I gave her the topic that we're focused on this year which is be intentional be transformed um and I feel like honestly you could make that square peg fit into any round hole so <laughs> I assume that you know I feel like her message definitely could have fit there mm-hmm. did she even I don't think she mentioned it which is okay yeah 
Um, yeah. I think the under the undercurrent and the tone and the what she was sharing like was very much about being intentional in our walk with Jesus and what that can look like and things that can distract us and you know those types of things so yeah she may not have specifically said be intentional be transformed but the I think the overall message that she was giving was you know it it, it is important to be intentional and and we need to be doing that and you know here's some some ways that can be hard here's some things to remember so um, Mm -hmm. yeah I feel like she's always great because she has that mental health side of it that she just after all these years that she's been doing this, she just has so much information in her brain. And then also that pastoral side to be able to like tie those two and marry those two together to um, just have a really awesome perspective. So Mm -hmm. last year she was, we did like kind of a panel. Mm -hmm. So it's cool to see different angles that she um, brings because it was like, we asked her a bunch of questions and she did really good at like um, last year in the middle of that weird, awkward, like COVID season. Mm-hmm. We're like, what do we do? Cause we were so online, I think. And so anyways, mm-hmm. uh, it was, we were online. We totally, yeah. she mm-hmm. live stream, mm-hmm. but then we also like paused and shifted gears and then went into, like you said, like a panel. So, Cause I yeah. think she spoke just on her own. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of set the stage up. Yeah. I think we had, I think we had people that had sent in questions that yeah, she yeah. could answer live. Yeah. yeah. So I love yep. that. That, that was, was fun. That was a good thing. Hey, look at us. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just shaking it up, you know, different things, different years, mm-hmm. She's but always a, just a awesome. solid, solid message and encouraging message that, that Kathy brings. Mm-hmm. And also just to give you guys a little insight on how we're making this happen with Amy, because as everyone knows, Amy doesn't live here anymore. Mm-hmm. Just sad. She's not on our, she's not directly on our Eden team as in hands-on. Um, we don't get to be, but we FaceTimed her in. So <laughs> yeah. I don't actually even know if the message got recorded because we will say also that on Friday, the enemy was after, after us. Like, man, he, our sound was off. There were so many things that had just gone wrong on mm-hmm. Friday night. Um, so we don't know if it got recorded or not. I'll have to follow up with that. Mm-hmm. You can kind of, you can go, go over and check and see if it's on the website, but, um, but in order to get Amy in, uh, we FaceTimed her. So I FaceTimed mm-hmm. her. She was sitting on the front row with yep. the, phone, the phone. And so she's all taken. I sure was. I sure was. It was great. I was curled up in my bed in my robe with my face yeah. on and just <laughs> doing the thing. Yeah. It was great. I was like, we could do this every time. This works wonderfully. I know. We should <laughs> Because we knew we wanted to unpack this and we wanted um mm-hmm. perspective too. So that's what yeah. we're gonna do. Woohoo! So good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So good. I feel like the overarching themes that I grasped, and we can kind of like branch off these. I, I was like, okay, three words: obedience, discipline, calling. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like those are the kind of big rocks mm-hmm. um that I felt like as takeaways, but I want to hear what y'all got, and I want to see if you know if those big rocks are accurate, if you feel like those. That if what you heard and what the Lord showed you from what Kathy shared, go yeah. along with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the obedience is always a, a big one. And that's such a strong theme that's weaved through so much of everything that we do as we walk as Christians, because that's such a, a really big piece of it. Um, and just especially, you know, she spoke on when that path isn't clear or free of obstacles, but we know that we're being called into something. And it's like, why is this so hard? Like, Lord, I feel like I'm being obedient to what you are asking me to do, but man, yeah, this is hard. And this 
sucks. And, and I think that when we find ourselves in that space, it's so easy. And she spoke to this also is getting distracted by things of the world. And one, because it's just so easy to get distracted by things of the world, period. Doesn't matter what's going on. That's always something that it happens to us so easily. But I think that when, for a lot of people, and I know I can speak from personal experience on this, when we're walking through something hard and we're just like, Lord, I don't know what to do with this. I feel like we are even more susceptible to being distracted by things of the world just to get a reprieve. Huh, right? Yeah. Almost like we welcome it. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, cool. Let me get distracted by this because this thing that I'm walking through right now is so hard that, oh, look over here, something shiny, you know? Yeah. So I think that when we are doing that, when we're walking through something hard, when there's obstacles in front of us, when we don't understand it and sitting in that unknown is so hard that we're, we're real quick to be distracted by things of the world. So true. So yeah. Good. It makes me think of like, um, you know, sometimes some, I feel like, you know how you said, Amy, when you're called into stuff, there are times when it feels really, really hard. Yeah. I feel like in that, the intention, sometimes he's using that yeah. because that heart is bolstering us and strengthening us. It kind of reminds mm-hmm. me of like working out. Mm-hmm. We got to work out because yeah. we, and it's hard mm-hmm. and that's a part of it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like, it's almost like he allows some of that. And then I also am reminded like in Matthew, like my yoke is easy. My burden is light. That means right. there will be a yoke, right? There's going to be something that there's going to be something we're carrying. And there's going to be a burden, yeah. but when he, when it's his and it, we're mm. being obedient to him, it's not as, the yoke is not as um, heavy and mm. the burden is not as crazy yeah. as it would be if we were walking in an adversary, you know, against mm. what he is asking totally. us to do or outside right. of his control, whatever. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can be hard though to decipher that because it's like, okay, this feels really, really hard. We question, right? Yeah. Then that's somewhere some of the distraction comes yeah. in. We get, we Absolutely. distract ourselves by like, am I sure this is right? Am I sure this is what I'm supposed totally. to be doing? Maybe I'm supposed to be doing this over here. And there's one of those shiny things. Yeah. 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 I feel that in my life. I mean, practically, I'm in like an absolute season of like shiny things. <laughs> is it better <laughs> on the other side? And um, I mean, you know, for example, I'm transitioning out of a space that I've been in for over a decade that, you know, working with teens and being um, just, in rhythm with that and speaking their language and just feeling like the Lord is like saying, okay, here's this next. And the next is not just a hand, you know, movement away. There's a middle ground that feels like so vulnerable and so messy. And it's so easy just to like collect what I think should be happening, you know, as a 30 year old who's still single and still, you know, living in the basement of someone's house. I'm like, you know, I sat down with Kathy, she's my personal counselor. And I'm just kind of like, Kathy, I feel so behind. I feel so like, like, what the heck am I doing with my life? It is so easy um, to allow the enemy to distract you from, you know, what the Lord could be doing. And, and honestly, this disciple or discipline in this um, obedience thing is, I mean, it's the hardest thing I've ever done in this season um, to not just like pick up and go or, you know, make up Mm -hmm. your own, you know, thoughts or patterns for what you think could be or should be um it it is it's hard it's hard to sit in the middle ground it's hard to not like just get so frustrated I mean honestly like I I'm like want to put my fist in the wall sometimes because I'm like god like this is hard stuff you Mm -hmm. know it's hard and messy but when you look back in your life and you see how god came through for you you always know that it is really good things and and through those really hard moments almost is 
where you see the best fruit. And so I'm like, it better not be in vain, God. And that's where that trust piece, I think, really comes in. And and I, I can't remember if I shared this with you guys or not. So I apologize if I'm repeating myself from a previous podcast. But um, there was a point in time, you know, when I when we had just gotten here to Missouri that I was just I was driving the struggle bus and I was running over everything along the way like it was just like it was so bumpy um but and I was I was praying about it and the Lord was just so faithful in that to meet me in that place and he said to me you know he said Amy just because it's hard doesn't mean that it's bad or wrong and I was like whoo okay thank you for that reminder, because that is where like the enemy kept drawing me to was, well, obviously you made a bad choice. Obviously you didn't, you, you weren't actually listening to the Lord. This wasn't what he was calling you to, because if it was, it wouldn't be so hard. And the Lord was like, no, 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 just because it's hard doesn't mean that it's wrong or bad. And I was like, wow, I needed that reminder that, that sometimes things are hard. And, you know, it's, it's like that whole, you know, the heating up the, the you know the the gold and sweep you know getting the the yuck off the top so that we can continue to be refined and refined and refined and and be made into what he calls us to be like that's part of that process is getting rid of some of the yuck yeah it's called sanctification i mean the big fancy word is Mm -hmm. um, christian christianese even if you want to say is is sanctification Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, and by the way sanctification and transformation are one in the same Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, much different, much harder, um, much more painful than just plain old change mm-hmm. um, or growth. Even mm-hmm. um, it's 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 a deeper it's right. a deeper thing. It's and that's why we're focusing on being intentional in order to be transformed because we want we want this we want what's on the other side. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think about what you're walking through, Ali, and what you're you know navigating. And last night was your very yeah. final official mm-hmm. event with the teens. You did friendsgiving mm-hmm. and. I mean, it's like you walked out the door and yeah. it's this vast wide open space. Yeah. So what are you going to do, God? <laughs> yeah. And he has been working. He oh, has totally. been doing so much, yeah. but it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. You have a choice. You, you get to, um, you get to stop in your tracks and, and grieve it and not move forward. Or you get to take it, you know, the bulls by the horn and say, okay, God, like I, I'm going to blindly trust you. You know what I mean? You are the God of the universe and the creator of the world. You know, I, last night was, you know, it was one of those moments where you kind of like walk out the doors and you just feel like the, almost the wind helping you out in this like moment of good job. Like great. Like that is going to forever change the way that I see life. I do life. I interact with people because it was so transformational and right then and there, you know, the last like decade, um, last five years specifically, I've watched and seen God come through for me in the hardest moments, you know, in the most like, you know, brutal times. And I get to say, I know, I know, I know that he's going to come through for me again, not mm-hmm. just for you, right? That's what I'm like, mm-hmm. that's what changes. That's the sanctification part of it. Mm-hmm. It's not so that Ali's life can get better. I, I do think that that happens, but I think it's because there's going to be more people who know Jesus through the season that I just walked through because of the season that I just walked through. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I want to embrace that and fully run at a speed that God's asking me to. Um, but it is so uncomfortable. It is so uncomfortable. And I wouldn't choose it. If I had to choose like what my life looked like, I would stay in this position for the U S in my life because it brings so much joy. Although it is annoying. Sometimes <laughs> it brings so much joy. And so 
you know, this is the harder thing. This mm-hmm. is absolutely the harder thing. And, yeah. um, and so it bring, you know, I think ultimately God does ask us sometimes to choose the hard thing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah. we're choosing his presence too, which I think Kathy was talking about, like the Holy spirit aspect of, um, you know, walking with the Lord through those like valleys, um, is like when you are close with the Holy Spirit and you ask him to fan this, fan this flame, right? Um, the, it's, he's, she was talking about like remembering, you know, remembering where you came from, remembering that like the beginning. And mm-hmm. when she was saying that, and I, I knew that this week was coming up, this weekend was coming up, I'm like, God, flan the flame as soon as I walk out that door, because if it goes out, we're in, we're in trouble. Yeah. We're in, <laughs> yeah. You know, and so I, I honestly felt wind, you know, I do live on Whidbey Island, but you know, there's <laughs> that I felt in this moment and I got in my car and, you know, it was, this week was middle schoolers and high schoolers Friendsgiving. So it was a celebration, but last week it was just high schoolers that I was saying goodbye to. And it was way different. You know, last week I was kind of like, what am I doing? I had a week of like identity crisis and I was crying and I got sick. Cause I just, everything was like let down, you know, but last night I was kind of like, okay, God, we are doing this. And I'm going to just keep my eyes focused, you know, my blinders on and just walk with you because you never let me down. down. That's such a grace that you got to kind of experience both of those, that kind of cathartic, like, you know, like processing, like the saying goodbye, but then also the celebratory part. I mean, talking about disciplines, like, I mean, you know, Kathy talked about this word discipline, how the Lord disciplines us, but I felt like I took that word and I was like, that word is, is alive and yeah. breathing and well, talk about the breath that kind of yeah. pushed you out, <laughs> pushed your walk, went with you, right. I would say, I don't know, pushed you out the building, but went with you. I'm like, it's alive and breathing. I mean, there is a discipline in, mm-hmm. there's a discipline in mourning and grieving yeah. and stepping into that. There is a discipline in celebrating. There's yeah. a discipline in that. Mm-hmm. He is asking you to be disciplined and walk the path that he has put yeah. you on, yeah. even though you can't see right. any of it. Right. And he has disciplined you along the way yeah. to strengthen you and bolster you and teach you new things to, mm-hmm. to draw you and call you to do that transformative work, mm-hmm. to do that sanctification work, that mm-hmm. work of sanctification in you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all one and the same. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's such a complex thing and, and it doesn't make sense because he is mystery. Mm-hmm. He's not always yeah. going to make sense. We're not always going to see clearly, right? That's part of our faith walk, right? Totally. In this journey mm-hmm. of like, staying focused on him, surrendering ourselves to him, remembering where we came from and seeing and letting that yeah. help us move forward. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I can trust him because back here, mm-hmm. I saw him do this and I saw him do this work right. and I, he was faithful and I know he's going to continue to be, to be faithful, he's faithful right. to complete it. Yes. Whatever's happening. Yes. And we have to like really um, take down this aspect of what discipline means to us, because I think mm-hmm. our relationship with even the like the word discipline, um, when I first started like honing on this word, it was so negative. Like I just thought about like whoopings when I was a kid and I, you know, I just had a really hard relationship with this word discipline. Cause I'm like, actually I wanted to run far away from what discipline, you know, looked like. Um, I thought that it was like negative and bad. I wanted freedom. And I thought freedom was the opposite of discipline. Right. Um, so, I mean, Shannon's done a really good job at really helping you understand what, what this holy word, you know, word really is. And I think just like our relationship with discipline, um, like, 
how we view that, how we see and understand those kinds of things. I think it is really translating to, uh, it's, how do you say it, transferable to how we view God too. Mm. And in mm-hmm. this, you know. Like he's punitive. Yeah. He's going to spank us. He's yeah. going to whack. But when you go through hard things, I think like when she, Stephanie was talking about, like some people really just shut down and shut out because hard things, they think that they're being bad or they think that they're not holy enough. Or they think that was me for such a long time. And I sometimes don't like, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm kind of like, I'm a bad person. And so this is why hard things are happening. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Or like the, you know, there's, I think there's that aspect of I'm a bad person. So this is why bad things are happening. Or I think the, where my brain goes is like, I'm not being good enough. Like I'm not excelling or achieving in the way that I should. So therefore bad things are happening, right? Like it's amazing how our brains can just twist it all around. Yeah. And can I just say back to the whole distraction thing, talk about a distraction. The enemy loves it when we go there. Um, Amy, when we were getting ready to talk about this, you were, we were you know, you were kind of pointing out how, how Kathy did talk about guilt and conviction versus shame. Mm. I mean, this is it. Like the enemy loves this kind of thing. Mm. We think I'm bad. I'm, be, I must be bad. I must be being, you know, disciplined mm-hmm. in the most negative sense of the term by God and da, 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 da. When we, um, when we can't get out of that mind frame, it is in and of itself a distraction and we're pinned mm-hmm. to the wall. Yep. You want, we talk about that a little bit, or Kathy, we talk about that, Kathy, <laughs> will you talk a little bit about the guilt conviction versus shame component? Absolutely. I, for a long time, I really struggled with being able to differentiate between when am I feeling shame and when am I feeling, when is the Lord convicting me in something or allowing me to feel guilt about something that like was just not, I was not my best self when, you know, whatever that situation might be. Um, but the way that Kathy explained the difference between these two things is the exact same way that I have explained this to so many clients, because I think a lot of people do struggle with this. When we think about shame, think of more of like umbrella statements, right? Like you are a bad mom. You are being a sucky employee. You are a horrible friend. You know, like there's nothing specific as to why it's just you suck, right? Like you are just not good. You're, you're bad in this way. You're failing. Um, like, and, and more of like you're a failure or, you know, like those big, broad statements. That is what the enemy is sending at us. He is sending those big messages of like, look, you just, you aren't good enough. So why even keep trying? Whereas when the Lord is giving us correction, when he is convicting us about something that he really wants to, you know, call us away from, wants us to recognize this is not what I have for you. He is going to be laser sharp on what exactly he is telling us, you know, whatever that might be. If that is, um, I am allowing you to feel convicted about how often you are drinking or, Um, I am allowing you to feel guilt or conviction about how often you yell at your kids or about swearing or like fill in the blank, but something that is very specific, you know, like Amy, I am calling you away from this very specific thing. That is where that conviction comes in because he is not saying 
you're the worst. And so I'm just going to let you feel bad about this. Like he is being very specific and giving us very, very specific direction on what he wants for us, what he wants us to step away from, what he wants us to change. So that's one thing that I think that we have to, it's, it's a place where we have to be aware. We, we have to be intentional in how we are thinking about that when we start having those thoughts and feelings like, okay, is this a big, broad sweeping statement that doesn't really have any clarity on what needs to be different? Or am I being called and being, being called out on something that is very, you know, it's, it's very clear that the Lord's like, no, no, I do not want this thing for you anymore. I want you to do this thing different because it's so easy to get swept up into um, what the enemy is telling us, which is just those big, those big sweeping statements. And I think another thing that kind of goes along with this is how the enemy does that with us in that he, he gives us half truths. You know, he doesn't, anything that he says to us, there might be a sliver of truth to it, right? But it's like, you're a horrible mom, you know, because like your kids obviously hate you because of the way that you talk to them, right? Like maybe we're feeling like, gosh, I have been yelling at my kids too much. I, I've been yelling at them too much and we're feeling that, but he takes that and is like, yeah, all you do is yell at your kids. They hate you. You're the worst mom. And like, just blows it into this big, you know, thing where the Lord would be like, yeah, I, I need you to, to pause. I need you to pause before you respond to your kids because I know what your heart is for them. And I know that you want to communicate with them more effectively. Like those are the two different ways that it's going to go. And the enemy is really going to take it and run with it and just catapult us into that shame about that thing. But the Lord is going to lovingly correct us very, very specifically on what he wants from us. Yeah. And, and that same example, he also might be saying like, Hey, come and sit with me and explore what's really going on mm-hmm. sit with me and let me, and there's your be intentional, come and sit with me and let's see what's really, what's, what's leaking out of you, what's mm-hmm. pouring out of you and sometimes exploding out of you. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that really has nothing to do with them. Right. Or that maybe it's more about fear about them or something mm-hmm. else. I mean, and I do think that in those times, um, we can make a choice too to to sit before the Lord. And I I wrote down this as you were talking, I wrote down the word grief because I do think that there are times when some of our choices um, that we're being convicted about um, and we're kind of tempted to feel this shame component or whatever, really what we're feeling is or what we need to kind of do is almost grieve the action, yeah. grieve the thing, grieve the grieve the choice that we that we make mm-hmm. because because it grieves him. Yeah. And, and to, and to do that, to spend time doing that and then to move on right. because we are, I mean, it's like, it's just, um, it's repentance, right? Yeah. It is literally saying like, wow, I, I see this help. Thank you for helping me see this. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for convicting me. Thank you for helping me see what it really is. I'm feeling some grief over that. And now I'm going to repent yeah. and turn away from the thing and move on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he is present in the midst of all of that. And there's that intentional component where it walks down that kind of, that sort of quote unquote list, not to mm-hmm. give us lists or anything, but yeah. this list of process and the process of how to get from one end of the thing to the other end of the thing and staying mm-hmm. 
far, far away from shame. Right, right. Because right. shame is so bad. Shame is from the devil. Oh my gosh. And shame has been one of my best friends for a mm-hmm. very long time. And mm-hmm. um, just, I think because of where I came from in my childhood and the things that, like what Kathy would say, helped me survive, you know, like mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. shame them because they really like, those aspects of who I was and what I created really saved my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a time where things had to change. And so um, when things had to change, it was so hard to kind of dismiss those aspects that I was um, really uh, using as everyday defense mechanisms. And when you're, when you're um, you know, sitting intimate, intimately with the Lord and he's teaching you, um, hey, like this has to go. You don't need this any longer. You know, you get to dismiss this. <laughs> um, we, um, I was like, I would want to hold on to those suckers. I would, you know, I would want to just kind of, yeah, it was just way more comfortable. And so anyways, all that to say is that, um, is, I think it's in Revelation. It says the enemy is overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And I think that, part of the reason that the Lord asks us to sit in our stuff and to work it out, to, you know, be sanctified is um, because it is, it's a shaping of a story, you know, and, and for the next person that comes, you know, beside us. And I think what the Lord's really teaching me in my life is just like how much it's not about me, you know, like it is my job to do my work. It's my job to, you know, answer the Lord, but like he's created community for a reason and a purpose. He's created each other. He's created podcasts with us. You know what I mean? He's created um, avenues and things for us to share our story, to um, be together in order for the enemy to not, you know, win. Because sometimes we feel isolated and alone in our stuff. You know, we feel like we're the only person going through it. Um, mm-hmm. So part of you mothering and working out what you need to do in motherhood and singlehood and wifehood, whatever it may be, is so that the next person who comes beside us yeah. um, won't be overtaken by shame and won't yeah. be overtaken mm-hmm. by, you know, guilt, yes, in a holy way, but like, um, that they're not ruled by, that they don't drive their car, you know, that that, that shame is not driving the car anymore, you know, yeah. you can sit in the back seat if you want to while I work you out, but I'm, I'm putting you off on the next bus stop, you know, yeah, so. yeah, but and getting to that space, I think for a lot of people is a big part of the process of being able to say, okay, shame, you're in the back seat now, and then it's in the back seat for a while, and then it's like, all right, now you're in the trunk, and you know, okay, now you're gone, you're like working into that place, because when you were talking about like holding on to those things, Allie, like I was literally picturing like shame being like a blanket that we wrap ourselves in because it's one, I think that when we're in that space, it's a way that we just continue to confirm for ourselves like, oh yeah, this is true. And that is true because we're wrapped up in this shame. And it's like, see, I, I knew it, I knew it. And, you know, to be able to break free of that. And I think the other piece of that is when we've been doing that for a long time, it's just comfortable. We know what it is. We might be able to fully recognize like this is not healthy for me, but at the same time, the idea of letting go of that shame and exposing ourselves and being vulnerable in a different way is like, can be so raw and scary that we're like, Ooh, I think I just want to hang on to this shame because it does protect me in a certain way. So like working to that space where you can, you know, finally set that shame aside and kind of be like the alpha of it and be like, no, I'm the boss. Like I am empowered by the Holy spirit and you are going to go because I'm not going to let you roll my life anymore. It's a process to get there. And so I just want to like encourage people regardless of where they are in that process, like just know that one, you're not alone. That like at some point in time, we have all been there. We have all just been 
wrapped up in shame and just didn't even know how to let go of it. And that there are people that understand it and want to walk with you through that and help you with that. And the Lord is right there in that saying, give it to me, give it to me. I will take that. I feel like too, like, I don't, I mean, you might be listening right now, somebody out there and you're realizing like, oh my gosh, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, because I don't think that we recognize it all the time for what it is. Um, but maybe in this moment, you're having like this light bulb moment where you're like, it is shame in my life. Mm-hmm. And then how Amy had just said, you know, um, the reason there, there are physiological, neurological reasons why it is more comfortable to hang on to shame than to live outside of it. It actually messes with your neurology. It messes with your brain chemistry. Um, And one good resource, if you want to understand shame a little bit more, is a book called The Soul of Shame by Kurt Thompson. It is an incredible read in this area. So if you are having this light bulb moment and you're like, oh my gosh, it is shame in my life that I've been struggling with. And like Amy said, you know, there are people out there who want to walk with you. The Lord is present with you, you know, go before him and talk to him about this. But if you want to understand like exactly what is shame all about a little bit more, that is a really good resource. The Soul of Shame by Kurt Thompson. Um, Because again, it, it really does. Shame actually is formative. It forms how we think, how we work. It actually like solidifies brain proteins. It's the craziest thing. Um, And this is why it's comfortable. This is why we walk in it. This is why we hang on to it. Because when we move aside from it, it's very uncomfortable. We are undoing Mm -hmm. sometimes years, decades Mm -hmm. of of an entity that lives and breathes inside of us. He wants us free from that. Mm -hmm. Because that is not his tool. Right. That is not the way he works. Once you know, once you know that you can't live like that anymore, you have to run far from it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, something that Kathy always reminded me too when I was, you know, in sessions with her is that you can't shame shame. You can't for what it did for you in a season Mm -hmm. because, you know, there, there is a beautiful (laughs) thing that happened as you needed that, but Mm -hmm. you have to let it go and say, I am stronger. I'm braver. God is way more in control than he ever has been. And so go sit on, go sit on the side, you know? Um, but you can't, you cannot do it. Oh, if you like are like, okay, like let's snap my fingers and I'm now no longer in shame. Like you literally have got to do it with the Holy Spirit second by second and around people who actively seek the Holy Spirit too. Yes. That remind yes. you like, Hey girl, you're walking in a pattern that looks very familiar. Like you know, shoot on out, even if it's with an eye look, you know, even mm-hmm. if it's with, you know, a, Hey, I'm just kind of picking up. I'm, I'm, let's be curious with me, Shannon. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, you have to, like, I can't even stress that enough, just how much you really need community yeah. to do this with. Yeah. We, we're not created to do it alone. No, no, we're not, not at all. Um, another area that we're not created to do alone and Although I don't want to shift too many gears. Were you, did you have something more you want to say about that? Amy? No, no. I think Allie wrapped that up real nicely. And I am going to shift a gear. Um, the other thing we're not really, we're not called to do alone is understanding our calling. Kathy oh. also talked about this and that she talked about this in the area of, of obedience and how you definitely, you know, what are you being called to and what do we get distracted from that? How do we get distracted from that calling? But the, the reality is, is like understanding what your calling is. First of all, you, you have one. Every single person breathing air out there has one. The Bible literally tells us that we are 
we are created to do good works that are set aside for us to do. That means individually, there are things that the Lord is like, I am calling you to this Mm -hmm. by the way he has intricately made us, by the way he's wired us. Now God's timing is perfect. So do not be, oh my gosh, I missed it. There's no such thing as I missed my calling or I'm waiting for my calling. Uh -uh. This is something that we we step into and we agree to be co-laborers along with the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. to to walk the thing out. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes that can be confusing and maybe it gets jumbled. Maybe, maybe, and I honestly think that the world can be stressful in this way because it reminds me of the grocery store. When you go to the grocery store and you're like, I just want a can of olives, but there are 8 million kinds of olives, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I think it can be really, really hard, but I think that's kind of where we can get confused um, calling versus um, assignment. We essentially, as believers, we are all called into ministry. Um, Maybe you aren't in vocational ministry in the sense of you don't get a paycheck because of the ministry that you do, but trust me when I tell you, you work in a dentist office, you work in an you work at a high school, you work um, for the city, whatever it is you're doing, you have a calling there and you are called into ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something when I say don't do it alone, yeah. you, you cannot sort of work that out alone. Yeah. Um, this, you know, talking about disciplines, um, one of our spiritual disciplines is really understanding and, and exploring and seeking um, what our spiritual gifts are we are gifted by the Holy Spirit and he gives those gifts to us. And sometimes they look a little different. Sometimes they grow sometimes, you know, but from season to season to season in our life, it's really important to sit down in community and be like, Hey, help me see what, what, what I'm good at. Help me see what I'm gifted at. Help me see what my spiritual gifts might be. Maybe you need to take a spiritual gifts assessment. Maybe you need to read a book. Allie and I are reading your vocational credo because Um, it's this concept of like this big, wide, many, many choices in the whole world. And we're trying to kind of pinpoint it down to like, I am put on this earth to do this Mm -hmm. so that, that, Mm -hmm. and the, so that, that part, Ali, you kind of brought up earlier, just in a different way, but ultimately we are called to do all the self-exploration, all the growth, all the walking out in our, in our walking in our calling in order for the kingdom of heaven to be here present now yeah it's not for us it's not only for our betterment it's for the betterment of the other Mm -hmm. so we explore this and we find this and we we spend time in community trying to figure out what this is Mm -hmm. and praying together and so that Mm -hmm. it's better for the other and and god's you know he says my kingdom come right right now that's now god's kingdom is here on earth we don't have to wait for that yeah yeah i was just thinking my there's thought that when I was young and had different church roots, not that Jesus has ever changed, but there was this, this huge, um, hone in on like self-forgetting. And, um, and I think how, you know, my childhood, I thought like serving others and whatever, whatever, whatever was like the best thing ever, you know, like forget yourself and hundred percent serve each other. Um, and I'm just like having this thought right now, like you can't do that completely unless you are working, you know, really hard internally. Right. And so part of figuring out your vocational credo or, you know, your calling or Mm -hmm. whatever like that, you're doing interpersonal work, but you're also doing it out loud, you know, so the next person can watch and see. And I think like, yeah, it is, again, it is hard work, but I think like, I, I mean, 
you guys know your colleagues? I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, we're, we're, it's like a really like, I don't know. It's no, a process. I, I totally read you. So to, yeah. an, you know, to read, to answer that, whatever sentence I said, I read your mind and you're like, no, that's not it. And I'm like, well, there you go. So yeah. no, I don't know what it is. Yeah. I mean, I know what some of my spiritual gifts are. Yeah. Um, but do I know exactly? No, but that doesn't mean I do nothing. And exactly. Wait, you know, that that's a big deal right there. Like, do, like sometimes like, I feel like it's all or nothing, like mm-hmm. legitimately, like I'm going to be all the way over there, understanding my calling, walking in it or nothing at all. until I can kind of get a, you know, get a grasp on it. And that's just not where we're at. No. So <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. I feel like sometimes we have like a, an idea of like the arena that we are being called into, but what exactly that looks like, or, you know, and I think that it changes also, like, mm-hmm. I have always felt like my calling was to help people. Like I have always just wanted to be in a profession that is giving to others, you know, that is kind of bettering, bettering the world, you know, bettering the community, bettering, helping people better themselves, you know, whatever that might be. And so doing therapy, that's definitely a way that I was doing that. But, you know, now with this new job that I have working with the University of Central Missouri, where I'm helping college students connect with resources that they need, like that's another way that I'm doing that. It's a different job, but it's still something that I feel fulfilled by. And I feel like that was, it was the job that the Lord wanted for me because it was the one and only job that I applied for here. And I got it and I love it. And it is fulfilling me in a very different way than doing therapy does. So, but it's still like, I feel like I'm helping these students to get the help that they need to grow in the ways that they need to grow. And, and while it's not, you know, it's secular, it's not, you know, it's not a Christian university or anything like that. Like just showing them kindness letting them know that I care about them and I, I want to be a support to them is one of the ways that I can show them the love of Jesus, even if they don't yet know that that's what that is. Right. So and trying things on as you're in the process is so important, you know, because I think that there is this, like, I had this belief that like, I had to go all in, you know, or nothing, but if I failed or if I didn't like it, then it was way more shame than, you know, it would be mm-hmm. than to even try. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, at this point, you know, my very early thirties, a couple weeks into my thirties, I'm like, I'm actually willing to try on some things. And if they don't work out, that is all right. And I still am the daughter of the most high king, you know, mm-hmm. I still am this like aspect of, um, moving forward. I just, I am still working at the church, but I also started at Starbucks again. And, um, mm-hmm. and it has been interesting because there's definitely aspects of me that have like come alive working with people who look nothing like the inside of these churches you know people who wouldn't even like take a step into um into church and uh, like the joy that has been birthed in that like of people just being like are you just a good human or like what like you know what I mean like people here in church we're great people mostly (laughs) but there is this aspect of like um we're hard on each other. Christians are hard on each other. And so, um, that's something Kathy was saying also in her Mm -hmm. sermon Mm -hmm. is like, just what the inside of the church looks like right now Mm -hmm. and how, you know, we, we spend a lot of time judging each other and being really hard on each other, but 
anyways, back to the Starbucks thing. It's been really cool to be able to try on. And I do deeply believe that God is saying there's something about this in this situation. Um, I'm drawing a circle with my finger, like you can see me. Um, <laughs> there's something about the situation that um, is going to be a part of your credo, you know, mm, because there is something that's deeply, that's deeply come alive in me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't put my finger on it quite yet, but I know that there's something in that that applies, you know? And so it's good. It's good to try things on. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of the failure. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I feel yeah. like I have this theory um, that as I've been more and more observational about just human beings and how we function and, and how the Lord works in the midst of that is ultimately, I mean, it's not like it's rocket science or anything, but ultimately at the very end of the day, we are put here for relationships. No more, no less. So that means that no matter what you're doing, no matter where you are, no matter what tasks you have to accomplish every single day, the first and foremost objective of that day in God's eyes is relationship. Mm -hmm. So he literally, so yes, we have to carry things out. Like people who pave the roads must get the roads roads paved. We we appreciate that. We hope that you do. (laughs) And there will be things that will be accomplished, but ultimately Priority one, I believe in God's eyes is relationship. Mm -hmm. And if we can posture ourselves and receive that Mm -hmm. and understand that it, it sure makes life less pressured. Yeah. I mean, yes, we have to get stuff done and yes, there will be deadlines and yes, there will be tasks to accomplish. There will be all of that. But I still think that ultimately if we are believers and our lives are surrendered to Jesus. All he really cares about is our interaction with one another first. And yeah. Forth. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know, to me, I feel like that resets the whole thing and hopefully yeah. that takes some pressure off. I don't know if that resonates totally. with any of you out there, but I'm like, as I see it that way, it kind of pushes a reset button for me. Mm-hmm. It takes some pressure off and it allows me to be even more surrendered and more present for the right now. Yeah. Again, yes, I have to get things done. Yes, there are deadlines. Yes, there are, you know, things I said I would accomplish, blah, blah, blah. But there's something about yeah. looking at it from that perspective, because mm-hmm. that's what really matters to him. His sons and daughters matter to him. And we are mm-hmm. co-laborers with him totally. to interact and be a difference in their lives. Mm-hmm. His hands and feet, we are Jesus with skin on. And so I don't know. I, there's just something about that to me that the rest of it, like the, none of the rest of it even really matters. Yeah. Yeah. But of course, I mean, it does, I'm not trying to minimize, but, but ultimately mm-hmm. anyway, I don't know. This is my theory. This is my theory. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel very like, uh, along with that, like part of what I've been really disciplined in is like spending time with Jesus so that I could operate <laughs> in that way, hundred uh, you know, because me and Jesus are good. That's never going to change, you know? Um, but the way that I treat people and the way that I interact with people is not always good. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. um, but I find like all the days that I really like interact with Jesus first and, you know, regardless of what that looks like, if it's a worship song, if it's prayer, if it's meditation, if it's, you know, just whatever it may be like interacting with him yeah. and getting a dose of his Holy spirit, I find it like being able to pour out easier, which is not a new concept. And honestly, it's in those dry seasons of my life when people say it, it really honestly pisses me off. Can I say that? It pisses- mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you well, that. you said it, so here we go. <laughs> I know. Yeah, but I genuinely think those really hard moments when people are like, read your Bible, worship music, you know, meditate. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, don't tell me that. It's annoying. But honestly, it like 
this last, I would even say month and a half, like making that a priority. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, people, I've treated people so much better and Mm -hmm. it makes like, I get to walk out in what Shannon was just saying. Um, because me, me and Jesus are good. I understand his heart for me. I understand Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. his love for me doesn't increase or decrease based off of what I'm doing or not doing, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, we're taught that in his word, we're taught to abide, um, abide in me. Um, when, when we do that out of that comes, comes fruit, but without that, without that abiding space, we're, we're working on dregs guys, like working on the bottom of the barrel, um, the last little, you know, juice in the tank. It's, it's not, it's not awesome. And that's part of being intentional. Mm-hmm. Part of being intentional is seeking him and pursuing him. What do we do? What do we, I love to always say, we don't find time for him. We make time for him yes. um, and we need it. And I've learned that I've learned to cling to him so much. I mean, everybody's job is hard, but I feel I'm, I'm just thinking about like, you know, pastorally minute in ministry. It is, it's highly demanding. There's a lot of, and people are asking you questions and you want to be surrendered to the Holy spirit so that yeah. you are giving them godly wisdom and not just here's what Shannon McLeod thinks yeah like who cares what I think like I want to know what he thinks right and I've noticed that I need that carved time multiple times a day like I am like okay I need to and I'll notice it it'll kind of stir up in me and I'll be like I need to get quiet before the Lord I need to sit before him and seek his wisdom and seek his whatever it could even just be for me so that my presence for the next person coming through the door is more calm. I don't know. I mean, half the time, I don't even understand why it is. I just know that the Holy spirit is calling me to it. And all I know is like, I'm no dummy. I'm going to say yes. Um, because I need him. We need Mm -hmm. him. We need to cling to him. That's why we're called to that that abiding space. So yes. And Allie. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. (laughs) Do we do it? Do we cover all the stuff? I mean, I feel like we covered a lot. And I mean, we probably didn't hit everything that Kathy spoke on, but I feel like we were all in agreement that these were the things that really stood out and um, were just really impactful and powerful and just good, you know, just things that, that we have to be reminded of. We have to keep having conversation about, we have to just keep digging in and exploring because when we do that, we continually go to a deeper level because we got to start somewhere, but if we are able to continue being vulnerable on that and talking about it and just like being able to say like, oh my gosh, like, I don't even know what to do with this, or I've been struggling with this. Like, it's like, we just keep peeling those layers off the onion, right. And getting to those deeper things that he wants us to get to. And just to know him better, because in doing that, we do understand him better. We just, it like, just gets put in the core of us who he is. And then we can respond more effectively and those things so I just think they're all just good just good yeah so good all right yeah I think we covered it all um so good this was so great Allie thank you so much for being here sweet girl you're so so awesome such great stuff it was such a fun time um for you know the butt crack it on (laughs) yep it was a great way to start my day I'm just saying it's coffee talk coffee talk (laughs) (laughs) that's funny funny. you guys too and yeah just awesome do we have announcements Amers yes we have some announcements uh so first of all Eden merch should be here pretty quick so um, that will be put out fingers crossed you never know 
Um, but once that is is there, it uh, it'll you guys will be informed, um, and then yep, and go to the office to pick that up during regular business hours, Monday through Thursday, nine to four, and grab that stuff. Uh, we are going to be starting our series on with stories, story series, so that our next episode will be December 10th, and that is where that will start. So we are looking forward to just so hearing hearing yeah. stories from, from all of our people. Um, and then our next Eden gathering will be January, January, not December, January 21st, mm -hmm. 2022, because there will not be one in December because... I don't know, around that time, it's kind of busy. So, you know, no December Eden. <laughs> yeah, so I think that that, um, oh, and the, the, the story series will continue in through December and on as we just, as more, we're hoping that people are called to share their story. Yeah. So we're excited yeah. to see what that looks like. Yeah, we're talking about just being intentional with story and how important that is because mm -hmm. It allows people, well, it, it speaks of God's glory and his faithfulness, but then it also allows people places to see themselves within mm -hmm. one another's story. And that's just really powerful. So we're being yeah. intentional about telling stories. So yeah, we're going to tell stories as long as we have stories to tell. So yeah. hopefully, yeah. come on, come on down. <laughs> yep. All right. Shan, do you want to pray us out? Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your love for us. We thank you for the way that you discipline us and that you call us into discipline. We thank you for the obedience that you set before us. We ask for wisdom to see it, to hear it, to know it. We thank you for our callings and the good works that you have set aside for us to do. Father, we wanna trust you with those things. We thank you for community. Um, we thank you for your love. We thank you for the opportunity to be co-laborers with you in relationship with other other kids of yours. Um, and we know that it's important to you. So we, we say it's important to us too. We want our hearts to be surrendered to that and postured toward that. Um, we love you, Lord. We trust you. We invite you into our process. We invite you into the struggle. We invite you into the good times and the suffering times. We know that you're so present into it, present in it. And we just ask that you would help us to see it. And that's why we say we invite you in. We are intentional about saying, we're going to look for you. We're going to see you in the midst of this because we know that you are present and that this is your awesome goodness, that you are good no matter what, all the time. And we thank you for that, Father. We lay all of the things that were said today on this podcast before you. Um, we pray for every set of ears um, and every mind that tuned in, every heart, Father. Would you move? in our lives. We love you, Jesus. In your holy and precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Bye-bye. Goodbye.